Welcome to Soul on Purpose Podcast. This holistic podcast caters to Black girls who love to discuss natural healing, emotional wellness, and personal empowerment, as well as those who are looking for concrete ways to fulfill their purpose and be a soul on purpose. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul on Purpose Podcast. This episode is a check-in for health and wellness. So this is a health and wellness Soul on Purpose podcast. I have witnessed many of my friends and acquaintances having their wombs removed by hysterectomy or their wombs linings burned or even having surgery for fibroids lately. My journey seemed to be heading there, but it was a long and winding road filled with many misdiagnoses and half-baked information from my doctors. I'm going to share my story today in hopes that it assists someone out there be more conscious of the care that they receive. In the past five years, I have had many diagnoses for the many varied issues I was seeing in my health. Fatigue, joint pain, brain fog, chest pain, extremity cold, um, extreme chest pain with with exercise that continued to get worse until working out rigorously was just not an option for me. I used to be very, very active. I would run. I um, did HIIT training quite frequently. Um, But this all started about four years ago. My PCP was baffled. That should have been my first clue, seek a new doctor. But I went, with, I went with what she was saying at the time. I was anemic, and after extensive testing, because I was extremely lethargic, my hair was coming out, my fingertips were blue, I was out of breath all the time, my joints were aching, this chick said I needed to lose weight. Heffa. Anyway. She did all these blood tests and came up with lupus. Okay, so to her credit, one of the blood tests came back with one of the markers for lupus. One of the ANA markers came back positive. So, I don't know. It hasn't come back positive since. So, there's that. She sent me to a rheumatologist um, who has actually since left her practice to become an acupuncturist. This is my second clue. <laughs> traditional med- medication, traditional medicine and medications kind of just don't work sometimes. I digress. I was on a low dose of meds for lupus for about a year and a half, but the symptoms did not go away. They subsided somewhat, then they returned stronger. Now, at this point, they were raging. My doctor suggested that I find another. My doctor suggested that I find another rheumatologist, and this one was supposed to be amazing. We started working together about two years ago. She tested me twice. My blood test. Um, extensive blood tests and she found no markers for lupus mind you i had run out of the meds that i was taking from the other doctor and was really just coming to her for a refill and for her to check on how the lupus was going you know making sure it wasn't attacking any organs anything like that <laughs> come to find out i don't have lupus at all according to her that's great news but to explain my symptoms that i still had she said it was fibromyalgia and then she offhandedly stated that I'm very anemic and need to see my primary doctor or a hematologist. Big clue. 
Now, this is about a year ago. She's tried to put me on several medications for my symptoms. At least two to three. One for the Trojan syndrome, where my fingers are blue, they turn really cold. My fingers, my feet, my um, toes, and they get really cold really quickly. Extremity issues. Um, I didn't take that one because it would make my blood pressure drop. And I'm already at about 100 over 70, which is kind of low as it is. Um, then she had me, she had another one for the um, the pain in my joints. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to take that either. Then she had one that she prescribed that's usually used for depression, but it's supposed to help fibromyalgia symptoms of tiredness. So I uh, didn't take any of them for any long amount of time. I started to take the depression meds because my therapist said that it might help me get in gear and um, help me with the, the tiredness that I was experiencing. But it didn't. It didn't help. <laughs> So, a few weeks ago, let's fast forward to a few weeks ago. I contracted pneumonia from a student. I, I work in a school, so kids, you know, even big kids, their noses run. They're like totally sick, sneezy, coffee all the time. Now, who, despite my precautions of cleaning everything with Clorox wipes and spraying Lysol and all those things, I still got sick because my immune system has been running low functioning. So, took the meds for the, for the pneumonia. I went back and took the x-ray. You know, you have to go back after three weeks to take an x-ray for to make sure that your lungs are clear. My lungs were fine, but I was still feeling really, like, somebody dragged me. Like, I was tired. Like, I couldn't do anything. I was yawning. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was yawning, like, four or five times. The doctor was like, look, um, something's not... Right. And she just looked at me and I was like, uh, what? And this is a black doctor and patient first, black woman. She said, look, I'm going to take some blood tests and see what's going on because something is just not right with you right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Took my blood work. My iron levels were at 7.5. She said that at six, we admit people. So you need to go and get an iron infusion stat. And we need to get this figured out. So call your GYN and get it get it scheduled. Have them schedule it. Called them. Went through a rigmarole with them. They couldn't schedule it. I had to go to another doctor to get them to schedule it. Now, my menses started to get really heavy about four years ago. And it never was connected to what was going on with me until this doctor. My GYN confirmed what the doctor said. But she offered me all those things that my friends and acquaintances had been given the hysterectomy, hormone therapy, my uterus lining burned, all kinds of like wild stuff that I was like, I'm really just not with any of that. I don't think I need that. Like I've been relatively healthy, you know, so I don't know. I don't think this is the way to go. Like something else is not wrong. Something else is wrong. I don't think I need to destroy my, my insides for this to be better, you know? So after some research, I found out that all of my symptoms were, were attributable to low iron. Being anemic affects every single one of the things that I was experiencing from the joint aching, the brain fog, the pain, um, and I mean, just the headaches, like every single thing. When your iron is low, it can really destroy your health. Come to find out, right? Who to thunk it? So I met with a really great oncologist hematologist 
And, you know, he he ran it by me, those same things that they offered me at the GYN's office. You know, the embolization. I think I have a very small, like, two-millimeter fibroid in my um, uterus. And he said, you know, do you want to get this? Do you want to get that? Do you want to go on hormone therapy? We need to find the root and fix the root. If we don't fix the root of the issue, if you keep bleeding out, we can give you iron every month and you still won't be better. And I said to him, I said, yeah, I understand that, you know, but I really do not want to have my uterus removed or have my lining burned or take hormone therapy. I don't want to do any of that. He said, you know what? I understand. He said, we simply get to the bottom of it. I said, well, this is what I know for sure. And it's because I know myself, right? I know that when I work out and then I eat clean, my menses is not heavy. But because of the low iron and that low iron getting lower and lower, I didn't have the energy to work out and eating clean, I eat clean mostly anyway. I have been started, I think I started to eat chicken again and I eat fish here and there. But it's just been really wild how I already know what to do. So he says, you know, immediately after I get the iron infusions, I will feel better. My iron stores will be replenished, right? So I'm excited to get that done. So this is what my research has helped me to understand and what to do for myself. Number one, I'm changing my diet to plant-based after we eat the chicken and fish I already have in my freezer. My son is already on board. I've been talking to him about it for the past couple of weeks and let him know that I won't be buying any more. Two, I'm going to start incorporating sea moss gel in my smoothies. I noticed that when I did this for two weeks, after I found out that I had the 7.5, I took the sea moss gel, was putting in my smoothies for about two weeks, and my, my iron levels went from 7.5 to 12, which is great. But that's the surface iron. My iron stores are still at a three when they should be at a 20. So the infusion is still necessary to replenish my iron stores so that I can actually, my blood, my red blood cells will begin to start actually producing more red blood cells. Because you get caught in a a vicious cycle when you have anemia that keeps you in that space. So I need the iron infusion to boost me back up to where I should be so then I can actually maintain it. Then I'm going to start drinking this tea called Food for the Blood. I cannot remember the people who make it. I think it's Comedic Science. Um, Comedicscience.com. I think that's the name of the people who make it. I'm going to start that in September, though, to maintain my iron and other mineral levels because it has like all the 102 minerals that our bodies need to be uh, in homeostasis. Then I'm going to start exercising consistently four times a week. I'm actually going to start that as soon as I finish with the um, the iron infusions. And because I know that when I do the better eating habits and the exercising, my cycle is not as heavy and it's also actually very much shorter. Um, I'm going to lessen my stresses and respond instead of reacting to life. I know this seems like kind of weird, right? But it is really key because stress is such a big issue um, in life and in health and wellness. Uh, And it can limit you from becoming your best self. And I'm trying to do that for sure. I think we all are, right? And then I'm going to be limiting my social media for the first three weeks of treatment, which is the next three weeks. And diet changes and exercise implementation um, so that I'm able to focus on myself and not anything or anyone else. So no social media. I'm going to go within, recalibrate, and do those things that need to be done for myself. Now, 
Just be clear, I'm not saying everyone should do what I'm doing by any means. Not any means, not at all. But I am saying everyone should be aware of what's happening with their health and petition to their bodies. You know, I think it's so important to pay attention to what is happening with you. I think we just keep going, going, going. We never sit and be still with ourselves enough that we know what's going on with us. And I would also suggest that if at all possible, that you find a doctor that will listen and take a big picture view of what's going on with your health. Many of my friends, not the ones who have had hysterectomies, <laughs> use naturopathic doctors, but they can be very expensive and many don't take insurance. However, I was able to locate a functional medical doctor who does and will be switching over to her over the summer. Please don't be afraid to fire your doctor. They are practicing. They are not, they don't know nothing. They don't know for sure what's going on with you. So it's up to you to really be in tune with your body so you can give them a clear picture to look at as well as knowing what they are saying doesn't make sense for you. It may not make sense. And it's okay to tell them. I don't believe that. And I don't think I want to do that. You can say no. And if they try to push you, you can say, you know what? I'm going to find me another doctor and find another doctor. I really wish I had been more proactive on that front myself, but in my desperation (laughs) to be better, you know, to feel better, I allowed them to tell me anything so that I would know what was plaguing me. And sometimes that is not the right thing to do. So don't be like me. We already know that medical providers tend to give women of color substandard treatment and care. So we need to be diligent and vigilant in our care treatment in these here healthcare streets people women ladies we have got to take care of ourselves so this kind of concludes this health and wellness episode of soul and purpose podcast i hope that you that this helps you and that you're able to glean something from my experience that will assist you in being and staying well soul and purpose podcast is taking a summer hiatus until august 18th in order to allow me your host to enjoy the summer as well as plan some great content for you Until then, know I am holding space for you and hope you remain a healthy soul on purpose. Please peruse the other podcast episodes in my stead and we'll be back in five weeks. Be blessed and stay a soul on purpose.